episode number 57. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor-Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. Before I share with you this week's story, I'd like to ask you one question. Do you work in the healing profession? Are you a coach or a therapist or a social worker or a psychologist or a doctor or a nurse or a caregiver or a teacher, anything related to the healing profession? I'm asking because I have received interest to offer a professional Getting Unstuck training program for those in the healing profession. If you happen to be one of those people, I wanted to be sure that you are the first to know when the training becomes available, which will be soon. So if you work in the healing profession and you would like to learn more about this program, please go to the link in the show notes click on it and put your name in so that I can be in touch with you. Okay, so at the end of last week's episode, I mentioned that I would offer an example of what it means to allow yourself to feel an emotion, but with a real story. And I happen to think that this one is the perfect illustration for that. So my oldest son, who is 13, is an avid wall climber. He attends a class twice a week, two hours for each class. He is in the advanced class and he competes around the country. A few weeks ago, he was in a competition and my husband and I decided to take our children to go watch. The competition was in a nearby city and the wall climbing place was a little bit different than the one where my son attends. In addition to the walls and the boulders, this place at an outdoor extreme park. This park had a ropes course that was probably three stories high at least. I mean, it was like really high. So this wasn't a wall. This was a ropes course in the middle of like a parking lot. (laughs) That's what it felt like. And there were no mats or anything underneath. God forbid someone would fall. May that never happen. I mean, no one really should ever fall because when you're on this ropes course, you are connected to an upper rope with a double latch thing. So if you fall, you would simply just hang there until you pulled yourself back onto the rope. Nonetheless, if you are afraid of heights, this is a scary thing. I mean, you would never see me on one of those things. (laughs) Actually, as a kid, I do remember doing this at a summer camp but I can't say that I loved it. I'm definitely not passionate about walking in the air on a rope three stories high. I would much prefer to be doing yoga or swimming laps in a pool than walking on such a rope. So my 13-year-old is fearless. I mean, maybe he has you know a little fear, but nothing to stop him from going on this kind of adventure. And actually, my seven-year-old is kind of the same. In fact, my 16-year-old daughter is also the same. The three of them are quite adventurous in that way. But I have one child who is not. 
and he actually has a fear of heights. He's had this for a while, and so he usually doesn't do the same activities that my other children do. Like, for instance, last summer we went to a water park, and my three other children were jumping out of their pants to get started, whereas my son, with the fear of heights, chose the lazy river, you know, where you sit in a tube and you float around in a circle around the water park, which, by the way, I happen to love. (laughs) It's very calming. Anyway, I'm just sharing all of this so that you understand how surprised I was when all of my children pointed to the extreme park and said, I want to do that. Now, for my three children who have no fear of heights, it didn't faze me. But for my one child who does have a fear of heights, I was a little confused. I mean, why would he want to do this when he has this fear. But I didn't say anything. I didn't want to instill more fear in him than he may have already had. And maybe he was over his fear, you know, maybe. Or maybe he just didn't think it was going to be scary, you know, anything was possible. So he walked up the many, many, many steps with his siblings. And at the top, my wall climbing son got hooked up and he started on the course. And then a few minutes later, my seven-year-old got hooked up and quickly followed. And then my third son was next in line. And he, he just froze. He just stood there. And the lady attendant who already hooked him up was trying to get him to pass the gate to start walking on the rope, three stories above ground, but he wouldn't budge. Now, I had a feeling this was going to happen, but still I didn't do anything. I just stood there watching, wondering what was going to happen. The next thing I knew, I saw my husband start to walk up the steps. Uh Uh-oh, what was he going to do? I was a little hesitant because I assumed he was going to try to push and challenge my son to move forward with what my son said he wanted to do. And that is exactly what my husband did. And I was standing below watching this interaction and I noticed it just wasn't working. And my son was getting more and more and more upset. So I quickly walked over to the steps before this thing was going to escalate. I mean, at this point, There was a line of other kids behind my son, and they were dependent on him to start because only one child can go at a time. And they were beginning to get impatient. So I got to the top, and my husband saw me and asked, what was I planning to do that he couldn't do? And I asked if we could just switch places. I mean, the platform at the top was barely big enough for two people. There was the attendant and then the kid, but I I squeezed my way in. And this is what I said to my son. Look, I know you are afraid. We are really high up and you have a fear of heights. I get it. And you know what I think? I think maybe you shouldn't do the ropes course. And he looked at me with the greatest sigh of relief you can ever imagine. Like I wasn't trying to push him to do something he didn't want to do. In fact, I told him, I think he shouldn't do it at all. But then I continued. I said to him, but there is one thing I think you should do. And he looked at me quizzically. 
I said to him, I think you should feel your fear. What? He said. You know the stuck method that I do, right? And he nodded. I said, well, the T-step, it's all about allowing yourself to feel your emotion. And I think right now, the fear is in your head. And I think this could be a really great opportunity for you to see what fear feels like in your body. Because the only way to move on from a difficult feeling like fear is to meet it face to face, not to run from it. And I think if you just forget about this whole thing and walk down the steps right now, you're going to be running from that fear. Would you be willing to take one minute and just feel the fear? He looked at me like a little uncertain. So I asked the attendant if she could open the gate so that he could simply stand on the rope for one minute. And then he would go down. She agreed, and actually my son agreed too. This was super scary for him. Even though he knew he wasn't going to do the entire course, even just standing on the shaky rope for one minute was really daunting. I mean, it would be for me too. As I mentioned, I'm not a fan of walking on shaky ropes three stories high like that either. So he put one foot on the rope and he still had one foot on the platform landing and he was holding on with both hands to the platform railing. I urged him very gently to hold on with two hands to the rope above him and to place his second foot on the rope below him. He was incredibly hesitant, but he did it. He closed his eyes. I mean, he he squeezed his eyes shut. He didn't want to look down. He didn't want to look at anything. So as he closed his eyes, I encouraged him to just notice in his body what fear feels like. I told him to look for the fear, not in his head, but in his body. And I told him I would look at my watch for one minute and I would tell him when one minute is up. And throughout that minute, I kept saying to him, notice what you feel in your body. Where do you feel fear in your body? I wasn't expecting a response at the end, but he told me afterwards that he felt fear in his belly. Yes, I thought to myself, that's it. He allowed himself to feel the fear. And that was all he needed to do in that moment. Instead of resisting feeling afraid, he just allowed himself to feel it. And you know what? He felt so proud of himself. Honestly, I felt like he probably felt like he did the whole course. And in my mind, he did. I mean, he didn't. But he took a really big step in just allowing himself to feel the fear. And my friends, that is huge. And it is so, so, so important. Every step in the stuck method is simple and yet not always easy to implement. And there is a lot more depth to each of these steps than may be seen to the naked eye. Allowing yourself to just sit with or feel an emotion is not always easy not for a kid and not for an adult. And I was super proud of my son for agreeing to do this, even though it really meant coming face to face with his biggest fear. 
And so he got to the second step of the stuck method, and that was it. But that it was huge, huge for him and huge for me. I mean, when we walked down the steps and looked back up, I said to him, can you believe you just stood on that rope? And you could just see how proud he was. It was a great moment for all of us. So that is a real story I wanted to share with you to illustrate how you can practice allowing yourself to feel an emotion. I mean, to really feel an emotion. Please don't take this lightly, my dear listeners. I encourage you to try it. The next time you feel a strong emotion, I encourage you to allow yourself to just feel it. Investigate where you feel it in your body. Notice what it feels like and just stay with it. Don't resist it. Don't engage in it. Just be with it. This story was also a glimpse of how I work with people with getting unstuck. In the last month, I have received a few emails from people asking if I offer a professional training for getting unstuck to those in the healing profession, like a coach, a therapist, a social worker, a psychologist, a nurse, a doctor, a caregiver, a teacher. And while a training has been something on my horizon, it wasn't something I was going to start doing until next year. But There has been a request, and when someone makes a request of me, I heed the call. If you are working in the healing profession, or even if you plan to work in the healing profession one day, and you may be interested in the Getting Unstuck training program, please do click on the link in the show notes and let me know. I will be offering the first training soon, and I want to be sure that you are aware when that happens. Okay, my dear listeners. Thank you so much for listening today. I wish you a great rest of your day. And as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.thestuckmethod.com.